Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are Roland Audio here today. On episode 362 of The Hottest Show, I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. We have a really fun episode for you here today, as I try to do every single week right here on The Hotter Show. It is time for another edition of Ask Hotter Anything. I have so much fun doing these Ask Me Anything type episodes. I always get some really fun questions, and this edition is no different i've got some fun questions from my patrons and discord community as well as some other fans of the show and a really broad spectrum of questions i'm really excited there's a few of them especially that like they're not the kind of questions i would normally answer so i'm really interested to uh to dive into these things might get a little heavy for a minute or two but then we're going to get back into silly stupid questions as well because i like to have fun with those, but also sometimes I like to really dive in and have a real conversation. So look forward to that. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode, just like I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, the best of 2022 Hard Show Music Showcase. Huge shout out to all the bands. If you didn't check out that episode, you are missing out. Go back and listen to it. 15 killer tracks from 15 killer bands. What more can I say? Go check it out. Support bands who truly deserve it and work their ass off and write badass music. Now, before we get into the Ask Hot or anything, we're going to take a quick second to hear a word from the sponsors who helped the Hotter Show grow quite a bit in 2022 and are going to keep helping the Hotter Show grow here in 2023. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. All right, diving in. Another edition of Ask Hotter Anything. Big touch to everybody who submitted questions. And also, uh, real quick, to those of you who submitted questions through Instagram, I actually just found out uh, earlier today that apparently a bunch of people may have submitted questions like right before the post expired because it was on my story so unfortunately when that happens i'm not able to see them so i checked it like right before it expired like an hour or so before it expired and i thought i got all the questions from them but apparently there was a couple of people who i actually uh, reached out and asked if they had any questions for me because they usually submit to it and i was like man you guys usually have questions for me what's going on and they were like bro i submitted to the freaking instagram so just throwing it out there if you are listening and your question is not uh, included in this, please forgive me. Hit me up and send it to me, and then I will hold on to it for the next edition of Ask Hot or anything. Definitely am going to start doing these a little more because they're so much fun and I think a great way to get some interactions with the fine listeners of The Hotter Show, all my hotheads around the world as well. And jumping in here, we have a few questions from the homie CM. She would like to know who my favorite actors are. That's tricky because I'm not so much a actor person. Um, voice actors, I think I've spoken plenty about voice actors that I love. Obviously, Graham Rowett, Addison Peacock, John Grills. A slew of others. Uh, and also I would like to add to that. Shout out to the homie Liliana Roman. For being a badass. Also for lending me your voice for stuff in the past. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Liliana's work. But as far as movie and television actors. Um, hmm. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I love everything that man does. He cannot miss as far as I'm concerned. I love Sebastian Stan. I am a Stan for him. I absolutely adore that man and everything that he does. Everything I've ever seen him in, he's incredible. Um, I am actually a really big fan too. Speaking of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, his lovely wife, uh, Miss uh, Hillary Burton Morgan. I actually really like her as well. And whether it was in One Tree Hill, which I'm a huge fan of, 
uh, or on suits or anything she's done. Her her episode or two, I guess, whatever it was that she did with Jeffrey Dean Morgan on The Walking Dead for uh, Negan's backstory. I really, really like that. That's one of my favorite things from The Walking Dead. And I'm not a, I'm not really a huge Walking Dead fan. I just love Jeffrey Dean Morgan on it. I think he's fucking awesome. Um, I mean, it might be cliche to say, but all, pretty much everyone involved with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I love. Um, I love Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, all the Chris's. Um, everybody, everybody involved. Jeremy Reiner always is always great in everything I see him in. Um, there, there's tons of them. I can't remember. Actually, you know what? I was just saying this to Sam the other day. What is that actress's name? Um, she plays, um, oh, uh, Susie Bacon, Kevin Bacon's daughter. She is fucking awesome in everything I see her in. I've seen her in a few things now. And every time she pops up, I'm just like, yo, that, that girl can fucking act her ass off. She's amazing. And also there was someone else who came up the other day. And it's funny that I'm thinking about this. Uh, Evan Peters is another one. I love him and everything I see him in. He's incredible. Um, what is his damn name? She was just, she was watching something the other day on Netflix. Um, something about a, a, a girl who's a, becomes a criminal. Um, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, uh, this is going to bug me. I'm doing this all live, guys. I'm not cutting this because I need to figure this out. What the hell? Emily the Criminal. That was it. Emily the Criminal. Um, featuring uh, the lovely Miss uh, Aubrey Plaza, who's also amazing in her own right. That movie was stacked. It had a really good cast, but fucking Theo Rossi is low-key one of my favorite actors because every time I see him in anything, I just adore his character. I first saw him in Luke Cage as shades. And I, I love, 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 love the character of shades. I think he's fucking awesome. And then we saw him in something else before seeing him in, um, Emily, the criminal. And he was amazing in it and I, I can't he was also great in Cloverfield um the hell did we see him in I can't think of it that whatever um oh lie to me I think was what I was thinking of there's a couple of ones that he was in that it just he was just awesome I just love him his facials the the way he can show emotion his eyes like just he's he's fucking fantastic i absolutely love his work and there's tons of other ones those are a few super fucking random people that i'm throwing at you here um but i'm I'm sure i'll think of probably 20 more once i stop recording and move on from this question but uh, hopefully that answers your question there cm if i had to attempt my childhood dream job what would it be so to go back to my actual childhood dream job, when I was in like grades five and six, I always loved the idea of being a musician. But first, 
I actually really wanted to be a truck driver or a carpenter. And <laughs> I was not a carpenter. Uh, I do not have the mental capacity to do that job. I have so much respect for people who can. It's not for me. I wish it was, but I am not good with my hands in that way. And my brain just doesn't compute things like that. So I guess you could say I kind of sort of attempted it a little bit. Kind of not really. Like I did work with my father, who of course is a master fucking carpenter. I worked with him for a while. Um, and just, it wasn't clicking. And so I kind of sort of worked at that maybe a little bit, taking shop class and school as well. Just, I always did terrible in it. Ma I'm terrible at math. My learning disability affects my math a lot and my ability to process math. To this day, I'm a 31-year-old man and I still count on my fingers all the time, even for simple shit. Like, it'll be like, oh, what's two times four? I'm like, okay, two times four. I'm like, all right, as I want to. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. Even if I know the answer, I'll still count on my fingers. It's just how I am. But as far as being a truck driver, like, I think it was in grade six. Actually, if I could find my yearbook for grade six, I have it somewhere. It was like what you want to do. And it was like, I want to be a carpenter or a trucker. And that was my thing. I don't know why. I don't know where a trucker came. Well, actually, I know where a trucker came from. It was my grandfather. He drove trucks for years. But I wanted to be like a long haul truck driver. And when I started working at the plaza, the travel plaza that I worked at when I was younger, my first ever job, the truck stop, um, I, after seeing kind of what they deal with and what they go through when I was younger, I had no desire to be a truck driver. I was just like, this is not for me. Having to be cooped up inside a a vehicle for that long like i hate it i don't like long haul drives regardless of who i'm with i'm just not a on the road person i like being at home <laughs> or i like being in familiar territory or i like i i shouldn't say i don't like road trips i do like road trips but like i wouldn't want to do it all the time i like driving but like like delivery driving and stuff like that that i do Sometimes for some extra cash, Instacart or whatever the hell, or uh, DoorDash. I like doing that, but as far as like long haul driving, meh. I don't know if I'd be a fan of that. And also, you are dealing with so much bullshit when you're a truck driver. You don't just have to worry about yourself and this regular driving, but also everyone else and how crazy drivers are. So, yeah. And then as far as when I got a little older, the childhood dreams, I mean, being a musician and stuff and, you know, it, it, uh, it's still something I would love to do one day. You know, I thought I've talked about it plenty, you know, release a record one day and just say, yep, that's my record. I'd be happy. I don't want to play shows or anything. I don't want to fucking do anything else like that. Just even locally. I don't know how I want to play. I don't know if I ever want to play shows. It's just not for me. I just want to jam with some people in a room, do some recording and, be like, yeah, there's that. If money wasn't an issue, what would you achieve? This is a really interesting question. I, I think it's, it's pretty known that a lot of people are struggling right now, your boy included. Um, I'll be brutally honest about it. Um, I'm working some pretty ridiculous hours right now just to try and kind of make ends meet, as a lot of people are. A lot of people are in the same boat. And... 
if I didn't have to worry about that, if I could just work like normal hours and not be constantly stressed out about money, um, first and foremost, uh, I would take Sam and travel. Um, that's something I would do pretty much immediately. Um, I would put a lot more work into this podcast more than I already do. I'd put more work in. I'd really take a better go at doing voice acting stuff, which I'm already doing, but like I'd maybe upgrade my equipment a bit and stuff like that. Uh, that also being said, it kind of goes without saying if I could, I basically, if we were in the exact same situation, but what I wasn't constantly stressing about money, those are a few things immediately I would do, but then also I'd start saving money more not only to have a nest egg, but also to potentially buy a house or move out of where we're at into a renting a house or something of that nature. Um, so it's not like I'd, I'd go crazy and like, you know, I'm also not talking about like, oh, if I just had money coming in without having to work or whatever, that's a whole other conversation, I think, from what you're asking CM. But yeah, that's that's a few things for sure there. Um, and then I've kind of already touched on this, but what is your next big life plan with Sam? So we're, we need to go on our honeymoon because we weren't able to do that after the wedding financially. So we're going to do that. And I want to travel with her. Um, I want to go somewhere warm and all inclusive this year with her. Don't know where, but somewhere of that nature. Um, from there, we just want to, I can speak for myself especially, and I know she's in the same boat, we want to get a little more stable, I think, in our life together right now, which we're stable as far as like ourselves and our relationship, we're stable. But as far as everything else, we'd like to get a little more stable. So hopefully that answers that question for you, CM. Thank you very much for all the wonderful questions. You always come through for me and I appreciate it. We have Bray, uh, and he has two questions for me. Uh, he would like to know, is there another famous creepypasta narrator you'd like to collaborate with? Um, as far as creepypasta narrators, like, I'm not super up on that world too, too much. Um, aside from more of the podcast side of things. Goes without saying, collaborating on something with people who I've mentioned before, like John Grills. I would fucking lose my shit if I got to collaborate with him on something. Or, uh, obviously, Graham Rowett. I would lose my shit. Um, as far as, like, the YouTube creepypasta narrators, I've collaborated with a few of them where they read my stories. Um, yourself included, of course. <laughs> um, I'd love to work more with... There was, there was a, a creepypasta narrator who's pretty new, from what I can see, and... He narrated one of my stories and we had a quick chat and just seems like a, a, a lovely guy. Uh, his name is Dr. Torment and he's got a really fun style. He puts in so much work into his stories that he narrates and his, his voice acting and voice work is, is spot on. His production is fantastic. You can tell he really has put a lot of time, effort, and money into his product, which is something you don't always see with the YouTube narration stuff. Um, so big shout outs to him. 
goes without saying, working with Mr. Creepypasta on something would be awesome because he's kind of the the benchmark, I guess you could say. Um, full disclosure, he did reach out to me about doing one of my stories, but that was a few months ago and I haven't heard from him about it. So maybe it's in the works. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's a couple people definitely I'd like to uh, collaborate with. More so probably the John Grills and the Addison Peacocks and the uh, Graham Rowitz of the world. I would just lose my shit getting to collaborate with them on something. If you could interview any fictional character, i.e. from Creepypasta, video game, movie, etc., who would it be? So I'll give you four. I'll give you four. As far as from a TV show, I would love to sit down and have a beer and interview uh, Hank Hill because I just feel like that would be a lot of fun. I would try not to piss him off. As far as a movie, um, hmm, that's tricky. I mean, there's, there's I, I could go with the fun answers and be like, oh, I want to interview like the Terminator or Rambo or something. But, um, you know what? I'm going to go creepy. I would like to interview the demon from Smile and hear about their life. And why they do the things that they do. As far as video games, I would love to interview Rex from Mass Effect. Just sit down with him, have a beer, talk about Shepard for hours on end. Because I thought that would be just a blast. Just have him tell me stories about his life and the battles he's been in and so forth. I love Rex. He's one of my favorite video game characters ever. Not just in Mass Effect, but just in general. And then from creepy pastas, um, selfishly, um, pretty much most of the characters in my own shit for the Dread Files, I'd love to have on my podcast if they were real people, because I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. Um, as far as popular creepy pastas, um, let me think. Well, it'd be cool to talk to Slenderman. That'd be interesting. Hear about his uh, why he does the things that he does. Um. I can't really think of any other ones off the top of my head, Bray, but who would you like to interview? <laughs> who would you like to hear me interview? Maybe we'll go with that. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head. From Creepypasta, I would like to, uh, I'd like to do. I'm not as into the Creepypasta world as you are as far as like knowing the lore and the characters and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Bray. So I have uh, the next question I have, um, the next two questions that I have are a little more, definitely more serious. Um, I said in the intro, we're going to get heavy. uh, And this is two pretty heavy questions, um, but really great questions. From my boy D, uh, he would like to, well, he he more has a statement. I'm just going to read it. I'm curious how your outlook of humanity has changed given all that we've seen since 2020 and how you can still preach positivity as you do. Not trying to be a downer, I just have a hard time with it. First and foremost, I appreciate you asking that and sharing that, D, because I know that it's it's hard out there, man. It really, really is sometimes to stay positive and to have have the outlook that everything's going to be okay and that everyone 
at the end of the day has everyone's best interests at heart and things of that nature. And the reality is, is that's not necessarily the case all the time. I, I think it's important to treat people how you want to be treated. And until someone gives you a reason to not trust them or to know, okay, this is a bad person, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, depending on the situation. I think people get too caught up in what they disagree on. So then that person's automatically, you hate them. There's way too much of that nowadays. And it, it makes me really, really sad. Don't get me wrong. I've got friends that I disagree with on some things. Does that mean I think they're shitty people? Absolutely not. You're allowed to have your own opinions about stuff. And people get so fucking bent out of shape about that nowadays. It just really upsets me. That's one way how humanity has really changed in the last couple of years. It's gotten even worse. And just, I, I wish people would just take a step back and look at, okay, what do you, why do you think this particular person you're calling like a piece of shit and think they are the scum of the earth? What, what, what is, what do you disagree on? Okay. You have a different stance on you know, uh, things to do with, I don't want to say the buzzwords cause this will get flagged, but you know, like say the V's, that's all I'm going to say, uh, needle and so forth. You may disagree on that. And so people who don't have the V's needles automatically are the scum of the earth and they're the worst people ever and they should die. Whoa. Like what the fuck? Where does that come from? You know, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What I am saying is that these are human beings and they have their reasoning. Both sides of that argument have extremes and both people who are on the extreme sides are wrong and need to shut up, in my opinion. We're all trying to live our lives. We're all trying to do the best that we can and you have to do what you think is right in your heart. And so long as you're not hurting anybody and so long as you're being respectful about it with anything, I think it's okay. Unless of course you're a Nazi. That's a whole other, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, we saw so much happen the last couple of years with people disagreeing, whether it was about politics or whatever, like, man, I know people who, who they stopped being friends with people because they disagreed on basic politics. You're a bad person because you don't agree with what I agree with when it comes to politics. You're a piece of shit. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Friendships that were 15 years long because you, you disagree with who you should vote for. What the fuck? Like when did that change? You know, like I, I when I was younger, I never, I never saw stuff like that. Like you can disagree on stuff. That's fine. You can have heated arguments about stuff. I can't believe you support that person. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I can't believe you support that person, but you find some common ground, right? Hell, I've, I've got people in my life. I absolutely do not agree with some of their views on certain things, but it doesn't make them a bad person. That doesn't mean that I'm secretly hating them. You know, whether I agree with them or not, I will always defend their right 
to believe what they want to believe, so long as they're not hurting anybody or they're not spreading hate. That's the difference. Let me just throw that out there again. And one way that we have seen humanity change, aside from all that, is also the the people who are spreading the hateful side of both sides of the spectrum are a lot louder. And I wish we could find a way to just shut everybody up because I think it would help a lot. The news and the media spreading things the way they do. It's just, again, on both sides. I think that there will be a lot better place without that. I think we all need to just find some common ground and just fucking relax. Have a beer. Like, just let's all chill out. Let's have some, let's have a cheeseburger. Like, just what are we all so fucking angry at each other about, man? And as far as just trying to, I always try really, really hard to preach positivity and being kind to people no matter what and things like that. Like, it doesn't cost anything to be nice to people, even if you disagree with them. The amount of people that I see who just spend their days attacking people online for their opinions, again, on both sides of whatever argument, it just, when you spend all day doing that, that affects you in your soul. And I know a couple people who do that and they're not happy people. And I hate that for them. I, I wish I could do something to help them aside from just trying to be a positive influence in their life. But when people spend all day spewing hate at the end of the day, that's what it is. You're a fucking idiot because you disagree with me and you should die. Like, whoa, like, what? When all day, that's all you do. It That hurts your soul. It hurts your heart. Like, that's not a good way to live your life, man. Just, you can disagree with things and you can have conversations about it. But just let's, let's all fucking relax, man. Like, we'll get through, we'll get through everything together. We just need to chill out. Depending on the situation. Again, let me be very, very clear on that. I refuse to go into major political talk on the show or whatever, or things going on in the world that you guys hear enough about. The show is meant to be a escape from that, make you laugh, make you think, maybe have a good impact on you in some way. This is a really important question from UD, and I appreciate it because I think a lot of people are feeling the same thing. I am not a expert. I am not a therapist or anything of that nature. But if you're having a hard time with it, um, never you never have to apologize for saying to someone, man, like, how are you doing this? How are you still tr- looking at things positively? Because I, I have a hard time with it. Um, just try to focus on things that make you happy and try to focus on the good things. As many people as there are out there yelling and screaming about stuff, there's also a lot of people that are like, not. <laughs> and they're just, I surround myself with people who are just generally happy, positive people. I don't associate with people who just constantly talk about this stuff and constantly spread hate and constantly just, and again, hate from both sides of whatever argument. Just, I try not to associate with those people. Because it just, it hurts your soul after a while, man. All that arguing. It's not good for you. It's really not. So 
hope that uh, kind of answers your your question, and I, I thank you again for that. That was really important to uh, to talk about, and I'm I'm very honored that you opened up to me a little bit on that, D. So thank you, man. And uh, if I can ever do anything to help you, feel free to reach out to me, my guy. We have a uh, question here from Jen. I've heard you talk about your experiences in the past with bullying and how it affected your mental health. I'd love to hear about your experiences and any advice you'd have for young people going through the same thing. So I actually did an episode, uh, I think it was episode 219 or something of that nature. That was all about bullying and my experiences with bullying. I called it stop bullying. Um, so I would really recommend checking out that episode if you want to hear maybe a little more in depth about my experiences, but just to kind of give you the quick cliff notes version for this, Jen, um, I had, well, I still have a learning disability and, uh, especially when I was younger, it really affected me and I was a really awkward kid, still am at the end of the day. And also like, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm a fat guy. I was a fat kid, so I was mercilessly bullied for all of those things, and it wasn't until I was really in grade five that I heard my first real experience with a bully um, who just made it his mission every day to just torment the fuck out of me, and I dealt with that for like eight months every single day. To the point where I started viewing myself as this disgusting fat slob. And like he would make fun of how I would eat. He would make fun of how I looked. He'd make fun of, they would like draw pictures of me as like Shrek and stuff. And like, I will never forget this pivotal moment where I, I, I drew a picture of myself. We'd like draw a picture of ourselves or something. And I made myself like humongous. And I remember my teacher was like, what are you doing? Like, you don't look like that. And I was like, well, everyone else thinks I do. And to her credit, she was like, what are you talking about? And she tried to intervene in the whole situation. Um, But even as a kid, it really, really, really fucking affected me, man. And uh, at the time, I didn't know how it was affecting me. But looking back, like I had zero self-confidence, absolutely zero for a long time. And heading into grade six, I had a wonderful teacher who helped me so much with that and self-confidence. Um, and I had a, a friend of mine shouts to Connor. I'll never forget him. And for what he did for me during those years, um, just befriended me and, kind of tried to stick up for me but then when it all came to a head one day where I literally broke down um with my actually my special ed teacher where I just I'll never ever and this this kills me to talk about it but I think it's important where I walked into the room and put my bag down and just sighed and I was with Connor and he was coming in behind me and the teacher was like oh what's wrong and I was like oh just people like I it was a really bad day that day and my teacher was like, well, what do you mean people? And I just said, making fun of me. And I couldn't even get it out. I started bawling my eyes out. I just, everything I'd been holding in just came out of my body. And uh, yeah, I, that, that was rough. 
But that being said, it was a teaching moment as well, because I realized that, you know, you have to talk to someone. You, you can't hold all that in. You have to let all that out because I don't know how I would have been if I wasn't able to let that out and didn't have the support system of the teachers that I had and also of Connor um, and also my other friends, obviously, but Connor was in my class. So he saw firsthand what they were doing and he tried to intervene um, and was a big part of getting them involved with the office and stuff and vice principals and so forth. And, us having a meeting, which is still one of the most awkward things I've ever encountered in my life. And then basically saying, well, he was being mean to us too. I'll never fucking forget that. Um, we were children, so it's, I don't hold any ill will towards those guys, obviously. Um, they're both doing well in life, which is awesome. They both learned a lot from that experience as well. Um, but it's like, man, like it, it's so important to not hold that stuff in. That's advice I can give is don't hold it in. Talk to someone. But then also, here's the other part of it that I'm going to say. And this is so unpopular nowadays. And I'm sorry, but it's the fucking truth. Nowadays, you teach people to use their words and stuff. And that's so important. Um, depending on the situation, that's not going to do anything. I'm sorry, but it's not. Um, if you're not getting any help from staff and so forth, or mainly in school, or if you're in certain situations, I had a bully when I was uh, early, early high school. Actually, I had a couple of, and, and in seven and eight too, technically, where the one guy, he was just merciless with me. And I tried to use my words that I had learned and I tried to talk with him. And, you know, how I even tried befriending him. We had some common interests. And just nothing I did work. Uh, learning eventually that he kind of came from a bit of a broken home. Um, but it all came to a head one day when I just realized, wait a minute, I'm bigger than you. So I just walked up to him and stood over him and said, stop. Like, we're done. Stop. And the teacher intervened before anything could happen. But me just standing up to him in that way and showing him, hey, I will be physical if I have to. I don't want to be, but I will. Um, that was it. The next day it was done. And I think he was personally looking for someone to shut him down. I think he was looking for someone to challenge him. And I did. I just said, stop. And he kept trying to talk. And I just stood over him and said, stop. Like, enough. And that was it. Teacher intervened before he could stand up and do anything too. And that was it. The bully I had in high school. Um, very similar situation. It all came to a head in a uh, physical confrontation. And he realized, okay, he's not going to take my shit anymore. <laughs> and uh, that was the end of it. And we actually ended up becoming pretty decent friends because he i realized okay this person's got some shit too you know everyone has their shit they take it out on other people sometimes which is not the right way to go but my my advice is not to necessarily physically confront your bullies unless you have to um i am a firm believer sometimes that you need to confront people um 
some bullies you need to confront physically. Sorry, that's just reality. Uh, <laughs> try every avenue first. <laughs> but sometimes you just gotta smack people in the fucking mouth. And that'll usually shut people up pretty quick. Uh, it's not popular to say that. And I would never give that advice in a work setting to a student. But uh, if if someone's pushing you around and smacking you around, guess what? They'll usually stop if you smack them. In my experience, anyway. Uh, but always try the other avenues first. Use your words. Talk to people. Try and get help. Try and get support. Try and befriend this person. See what's really going on with them. And if they won't stop and they're just a punk ass, sometimes you just got to smack punk asses in the mouth. Just walk up to them, cup your hand, and just smack them in the side of the head. And that should work. But be ready to defend yourself if it doesn't. <laughs> so that's maybe absolutely terrible advice. But uh, to the young people out there listening, if you are listening, use your words. Get support. Those are the main things. Take away from that. Those are that's that's what you should do. I thank you for that question, Jen. That was a really uh, interesting question. There, I very much appreciate it. Now we're gonna get back to the kind of silly. Uh, Silly fun stuff. As, as much as that was a really nice, interesting, serious detour there. I appreciate those questions, guys. Zach like to hear me tell a funny story about my time at the plaza. Um, so one of the best stories that I have about something I found at the plaza. Um, actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to tell that one because that one's a little, a little vulgar. Uh, I don't know if I want to tell it on the podcast. One of the most interesting situations I've had happen to me, this is a quick one. There was a guy I worked with who was, uh, let's say, he was a really interesting person, uh, a little strange. And he didn't really get excited about, excited about stuff. And what I mean by that is he didn't get like worked up about stuff. He would just kind of be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. That was it. And one day I'm on break and he comes back bursting into the break room yelling about how I need to come outside with him someone's dead or something of that nature that he said I'm probably creating that sentence in my head but he said something about he he was just white as a ghost and was just like you need to come outside with me like you need to deal with this and in my mind he said something about someone's dead and so I'm like, oh my God, like this is bad. So I go outside with them and he just points to this corner of the sidewalk that we had uh, where there was like this like pillar thing. And he's just like shaking and white as a ghost. And I walk up and I look at this pillar thing. And I look back at him and he's like shaking violently. Looks like he's going to throw up. And there was a fish. It was a dead fish. But there was a fish just sitting on the pillar. Just chilling. And I was like, oh. And, uh. He was just, just couldn't get past the fact that he found a dead fish. And. I put on some gloves, picked it up, and put it in the garbage, and that was the end of it. 
And I just looked at him, and he was, like, hyperventilating. And I was like, are you all right? And he was like, I think I need to sit down. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's a funny story, but I he, he hadn't ever encountered a dead animal before, even though he was, like, in his late 20s, which, whatever, it happens. Um, and That just always struck me, how he was just so, like, oh, there's a, something. Just, yeah, it just always made me chuckle. And him and I laughed about it later on in the week so it's not me making fun of him because he was like why was i so like freaked out by that and i was like i don't know dude <laughs> like maybe it was because he wasn't expecting to find that i guess i don't know but uh yeah that's something uh also i'll throw in a quick bonus one here for you zach um we had the toilets back up once and uh i'm not gonna go into detail about that but i will say this we had this like plastic board thing blocking the washroom and the uh, water was like up to our knees in this bathroom and the plumber came in and she walks over to the thing and looks in and it's just like horrible right and she turns and looks at me and i was like 16 like i don't fucking know nothing right and she looks back at the thing and looks at me and looks back at the thing and she just goes what the fuck am I doing with my life? <gasps> and then she went. <laughs> just, yeah, that just always made me chuckle. Just, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And then she goes. <laughs> just always made me chuckle. Uh, I got tons more, but those are a couple of random ones that just off the top of my head that came up when uh, I read that question. Appreciate that, Zach. Uh, be honest. How much do you miss getting free Wendy's? Oh, I miss it every fucking day. Man, the amount of how much I wish I could just walk up to the counter right now and get a couple of JBCs, like, ah, Or a couple of double stacks. That's my Wendy's order now, by the way, folks. I'll get a, instead of getting like a double burger or something, I'll get a, I'll get a double stack and I'll get a JBC and I'll fucking boom put them together and it is just uh fantastic and it's actually cheaper to get that it's the same amount of food so throw that out there for you guys double stack jbc combo absolutely fantastic yeah i miss it a lot i miss it a lot i don't my waistline doesn't miss it because i was eating like wendy's for every meal for like goddamn like months Uh, i wouldn't always eat burgers i'd get like grilled chicken with no bun and like a potato or something, you know, I'd get that all the time too, or my salads or whatever. So like I, I would try sometimes to eat healthier or I'd get, go get Mr. Sub or whatever, which is a lot of bread, but, uh, yeah, I miss it a lot. I'd, I, I also just miss the burgers from there. I'd kill to have a nice Dan Johnson Wendy's hamburger right now. That's my boy, Dan made the best <clears throat> Dave's double, Dave's double, like just, oh, I would fucking kill for that right now. I really would. I might get Wendy's for lunch. <laughs> Thanks for that, Zach. Now I'm sitting here going, man, I'd love to get fucking Wendy's right now. Oh my God. That would be just uh, fantastic for lunch right now. But anyway, moving on from talking about food and making me hungry, my boy Tim has uh, a couple of uh, questions here for me. He. First off, would like to know my favorite wrestling match. Oh, that's tricky. Um, you know what? 
there, there's two that comes to mind. Um, one of which is the Kurt Angle versus um, Shawn Michaels match from WrestleMania 24. WrestleMania goes Hollywood, whatever that was. Um, that's one for sure. And probably the other one is, man, I love Dean Malenko as a lot of people know. I, I'm a huge wrestling fan and also a huge um, fan of uh, Dean Malenko. But his pretty much any match with Dean Malenko I like, but... I mean, his match against fucking Rey Mysterio or Halloween Havoc, I think it was 1996, it's just, it's, it's fucking poetry. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's fantastic. I love it. So hopefully that answers that question. Sorry, it's not more exciting. But those are a few. There's a bunch of other matches I, I really enjoy. But uh, like Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano from a few years ago. That was a fucking great goddamn match. The ending of it was incredible. You know, uh, that hesitation on the part of Ciampa. He didn't want to. He didn't want to hurt his friend, but then his friend took advantage of the situation. It was like, ah, oh, like. Then they are hugging afterwards. Like, yeah, that was that was some good shit. That was some good shit. How did you get into wrestling? Um, so it's funny. My parents were really into wrestling when I was younger. So I have some memories of like seeing it. But video games are what got me into wrestling. Uh, WWF uh, WrestleMania 2000 was the game that really started getting me into it. But then I got WWF No Mercy. And that just put it over the fucking edge. Um I love No Mercy still to this day. It's it's a lot of people from my generation. It's their favorite wrestling game. I don't know if it's my favorite wrestling game, but it probably is. It just it, it's so good. It's so well done. All the characters, the Attitude Era was in full swing at that point, and that's the shit I grew up on. Um, but what really started getting me into wrestling more so than that was at the time. That was like the ruthless aggression era, like the two the, the mid two thousands. That's when I started watching, and that really got me into it. You know, seeing guys like Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Uh, you know, I was a fan of all that shit. Chris Jericho, all that stuff. I just loved it. I loved the more technical side of wrestling, um, but also I love a good promo and stuff like that. So that's really what got me into it um but then also being able to watch with my dad a couple of years later like we'd sit down and watch Monday Night Raw every week for a while like that was really awesome getting to have that with him so yeah and then also all my friends were into it so that was cool too now that you're married any advice for other married dudes nope Let's get communication. Communication is key. You have to be able to communicate. This isn't any relationship. Like, you know, I, I've had the, the benefit of being with Sam for 10 years before we got married. So we know how to communicate with each other. We're still learning. We're still progressing. And, you know, you're always learning things about each other in a relationship and stuff. And uh, I, I think you have to always 
strive to do better and be a more solid unit. And that's something that even to this day, we're still growing and I'm still growing and everything. But that's so important is to communicate, be honest, be real, be open. But also, marriage is about compromise. So, you know, you got to throw it out there. And you got to treat your lady good. Don't be an asshole. It's easy. Just, just, just don't be a fucking asshole. You know? It's, it's not shouldn't be rocket science. <laughs> but to some people out there, it is, I guess. I don't know. But I hope that answers that question. Tim, thanks for the questions, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, following up that, Ryan has asked, uh, how has married life been treating you? It's, it's good. It's, it's not really that different, except for I call her my wife now, which is cool. Uh, we had a funny thing happen in Costco. I, I guess it was a month or so ago now. We were literally in Costco on like the other side of this like bin thing, picking out fucking pierogies or some shit. And I had like a bag that I was putting them in that they gave me. And the lady who was like there turns to Sam and is like, oh, hey, like here's a bag for your stuff you're getting. And she was like, oh, um, my husband has one over there. And that was the first time she'd referred to me as her husband in like a totally random organic setting. And I just looked up at her and I was like tearing up. And she was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, this is the first time you've called me your husband in like a totally organic setting. Ah. I didn't like, cry or anything, but like it was a lot. I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Um, so yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been fun getting to finally be married after all of these years. Tom would like to know, what is your favorite TV show or podcast right now? Not necessarily of all time, but right now. So <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, Sam and I are rewatching One Tree Hill and I fucking love One Tree Hill. I can't lie. I love it. I fucking love it. I more like it when they're out of high school. Because, like, it's more, like, real-world shit they're dealing with. Um, season f- five through the end, I kind of like more. Um, but I'm also a sucker for Lucas and Peyton. So, you know, there's that. Um, but, yeah. Really been enjoying that. Also, uh, actually, we watched something recently. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called uh, House Broken, one word. And it's a phenomenal animated show. It's about like a bunch of animals that like get together and do group therapy. And it's just, it's fucking awesome. It, it's really fun. Um, it's not super vulgar. Like there's some swearing and stuff, but like it's, it's very good. It's really, really fun. So I highly recommend it. And it has a stacked voice cast. So it's fun. They're animals. What's not to like? It's great. And as far as podcasts, actually, it's really funny. One of my top podcasts so far of the year, and it's definitely going to be in my top 10 at the end of the year for my like Spotify wrapped, is a podcast called Drama Queens. And it features um, the three main actresses from One Tree Hill, um, Sophia Bush, uh, Hillary Burton, and then um, Joy Bethany Lenz. And they talk, they basically are rewatching One Tree Hill and talking about it and talking about the behind the scenes stuff. They have people from the show on too, like the actors. And 
it's just phenomenal. I just love it because it's it's generally speaking, it's pretty just kind of fun and lighthearted. But then also they talk about some pretty heavy shit too, which is really a lot of fun. It sucks to hear about some of the bullshit that dealt with behind the scenes, but it's also really important to talk about that. So, yeah, drama queens, love it. Also, I'm I'm into the same podcast. I always am creepy. You know, is is another main one. I finally finished listening to Creepy all the way through, so I'm all caught up on Creepy now. But I love Creepy. Also, I've been binging the hotel a lot lately, so big shouts to the hotel. But yeah, Drama Queens is my main podcast right now, to be honest with you, which is hilarious because I went from creepy being the only podcast I listened to basically for like four months to now I'm listening to a One Tree Hill uh, re-listen podcast. But uh, yeah, big shout out to Drama Queen. Hope that answers your question, Tom. Feel free to roast me for my responses. I am expecting it. Eric has four questions for me as we slowly get ready to uh, wind down here. Favorite video game of all time. Oh, God. Um, probably. I'm going to say it's going to be Legend of Zelda Ring of Time. No, you know what? No, it's not. It's Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is... A video game has never affected me the way Majora's Mask did. Um especially as an adult going back and replaying it a few years ago, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is some heavy shit we're dealing with. So I love that game, but also mechanically, it's a great sound game. Um, it's just awesome. But then another game I want to give a shout out to, because I truly love it. There are two more games I'm going to give a shout out to one of which is Aiden Chronicles, the first mage, because it's the most obscure game that I still love the story and the lore and all the characters and stuff behind it, but otherwise it's a piece of trash. Graphically, it looks like shit. Uh, it's a really slow game, and also it's it's just uh, as an adult I realize all this, uh, and also it's super glitchy. So like it's just for that aspect, it sucks, but it's still one of my favorite just because of how much I played it as a kid, and even fairly recently, a couple of years ago, I played through it again and just really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's not a game that a lot of people would be into. For me, it's more of a nostalgia thing. And then also uh, Age of Empires 2, the Conqueror's expansion or Age of Kings. Um, I was playing that this, this morning. I have it on my computer now, and I'm just loving it. I'm probably going to play more once I'm done doing some of uh, this recording, actually, to be honest with you. I just, uh, yeah, I really love playing Age of Empires. I, I, I just, I could play that for hours on end, so hopefully that answers your question um there's a bunch of other games i could throw in there no mercy it's another one um there's there's tons of them but uh yeah that hopefully answers your question all time favorite game probably jar's mask close run up to that probably age vampires what do you find most satisfying about doing interviews i love being able to have a platform for people to tell their story i think everybody has a story and everyone has a has a voice so being able to have someone on who maybe in another way wouldn't have been able to tell their story i think is super important and i get something out of it too because i get enjoyment out of that i want to hear about your life i want to hear about things and you know in turn from doing that i know i'm providing you a platform to tell your story and just 
I really truly love that. It's so satisfying to sit with someone and know, hey, I'm being a part of your life story by letting you tell it. I think it's so fun and so interesting. And I just, I just love it. I love being able to do it, especially when the person's super into it. Obviously, in the past, I've had some guests that agreed to do it, but then, you know, you get 10 minutes in and it's like, oh, fuck, we're done here. Like, okay, I got to pull 50 minutes out of my ass here. Like, that sucks to be in that situation. I've been really fortunate where I haven't been a lot. There's only been a couple that I've been like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, I start drawing blood from a stone here. I got to start interviewing them through myself which is always really interesting and that's what separates you know the uh the people who are really good at interviewing to the people who are not good at interviewing is when you find yourself in that situation and you got to try and find some comic hey they don't want to talk about anything that we're supposed to be talking about so i got to find something else to talk about or you got to hit them with the expanding on things more they you ask them a question they give you a really basic bullshit answer, and then you have to expand on that through what you think or what you already may know about them, but they just didn't give you the full thing. <laughs> you got to be like, oh, yeah, so, well, and with that, like, you you have told me in the past about blah, 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 and you just throw some bullshit out and hope they uh, expand on things a little more. But I also love the challenge of doing that. So overall... I love being able to provide a platform for people to tell their story. That's the main thing for me about why I love it and why it's so satisfying. But then also when I can challenge myself and when I do a good interview and I'm like, that was really well done. I just, it gives me such a great feeling. Game show. Um, I don't really watch game shows. I never really have. Probably the only one I watched pretty regularly when I was younger was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, unless you can't, America's Funniest Home Video is a great game show. I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, probably Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I was always wrong on most of the questions, so there's that. Um, otherwise, I, I don't really have any game shows that I like are even guilty pleasures. Like I don't, I've just never really been into it. How are you doing in general? I'm good. I'm busy, but good. And uh, we're going to keep being good while being busy because that's what life's all about, man. So hope that answers that question. I appreciate you asking, my guy. Let me know how you're doing because I would like to know. Thank you very much, Eric, for those questions. <clears throat> and then we have the last question of the day here from Neil. He asks, so if Susie has three apples and Kevin has 12, apple, 12 apples, how much is a slice of cheese on Mars doing a solar eclipse in Brazil? So that's interesting because what you need to keep in mind, Neil, is during the solar eclipse on Mars, especially, of course, that's what we're talking about. There is, of course, the cheese premium that you're paying, not, to, not only because you're on Mars. So you have, a, I think it's a 233% markup. That delivery freeze is a son of a bitch. Amazon uses delivers, but still. But then also during the solar eclipse, when you're in Brazil, you've got that premium solar eclipse tax and that just murders you. So I think what we're looking at, let me do some math real quick here. 
with the 237% markup, so let's say a slice of cheese. What's a normal slice of cheese in Brazil? Uh, That's a fantastic question. Let's Google it because I'm curious. Slice of cheese in Brazil. So I have been looking on Google for a bit now, and I can't seem to find how much slice of cheese is in uh, in Brazil. So let's just go ahead and assume that it's five ninety nine. But plus your two hundred and thirty seven dollar um, import fee to Mars, of course. Uh, twenty dollars and eighteen, say twenty dollars and nineteen cents. That's actually not bad. And then let's go ahead and throw on the solar eclipse tax of thirty nine point two percent. So it'll be uh twenty eight dollars and ten cents, my guy. Now that's in Canadian, so you know that's it's beside the point. But you'd be looking at about uh. Say $30 USD for the sake of argument. So hopefully that answers that question, my guy. I appreciate it. Uh, and also, he would like to know um, what my all-time favorite episodes of the show have been since I started doing the podcast. Um, this includes any podcasts you've done, not just the harder show. Oh, man. That's a big question, my guy. Um I, I've spoken a lot about my time doing two guys in a game, um, my gaming podcast that is still available and up over on Anchor, and you can find it on Spotify and stuff if you guys would like to check it out. Um, obviously, there is some time-sensitive stuff that won't really make as much sense, but like, I go back through and listen to that full podcast series once a year because just it's so fun. I have such fond memories doing it, um, and it's just... It's a lot of fun. So I have a lot of fun memories doing that. Uh, having the certain episodes, having Sam on the podcast was so much fun. Having my mom on was a ton of fun. Doing the episode with Jason Reese was a lot of fun. Back in the day, all the episodes I did with, you know, Brandon and Woody and stuff like that, they were so much fun. Um, God, there, there are so many episodes I could throw out. I always really love doing the... Um, narration stuff obviously i really enjoy the music showcase stuff one episode that really stands out to me and i've never actually gone back and listened to it but i i i feel so strongly about it that i i i i don't want to go back and listen to it because i'm afraid i won't it won't be as good as i remember on my part i did one of the the first harder show music showcase i did not a music review because i used to call them music reviews but I was never really actually reviewing anything. I was just kind of sharing it and saying what I loved about it, which some people thought weren't reviews. So now I do showcases. I did one for Rival Town's EP, Useless Hands, which still to this day is one of my favorite pieces of music I've ever had on the podcast. Um, it's a super heavy EP as far as content. And it's just so well written. It's so beautiful. Um... I got really emotional during that podcast talking about my grandfather passing away and stuff and why their song movement meant so much to me as it does for a lot of other people. And that was one that really stands out to me. Um, my Lane Saley tribute episode is one of the most popular episodes of my podcast, even though it's seven years old, <laughs> it's still really popular. Um, yeah, those are a few. 
I hope that answers your question, uh, Neil. Thank you very much for both those fantastic questions. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for listening. It seriously means the world to me. I hope you enjoy this edition of Ask Hot or Anything. We always try and have, uh, have fun here on the Hotter Show, but especially in the, uh, the Ask Hot or Anythings. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Always have a blasty blast with these. And of course, before we go, if you would like to follow The Harder Show on social media, you can do so. We are under Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at The Harder Show. If you would like to email me, you can do so anytime at thehardershow at gmail.com. And if you would like to join The Harder Show Patreon and help support the show a little more, you can also do so. Patreon.com forward slash The Harder Show. We also have a Discord, which is a wonderful community I have a lot of fun in. And if you would like to join the Discord, let me know, and I will send you a little link ski. And of course, before we go, I would be remiss if I did not take a second to give a humongous shout out to all my Patreon supporters, my hotheads. We, of course, have the OG hothead, my man, Mr. Scotty D. Thanks for all the support. We, of course, have Morning. We, of course, have Ronan Kumori. Also known as Mo over on the Hotter Show Discord. We, of course, have Mr. Wolf Delta Pi, also known as Tanner Wood. Both of them of Baseline Feed. We have the actor extraordinaire, Eric Phones. We have Arthur Unk. We have Mike Quintero of Shutter Radio. We have C.M. Peters, who's a phenomenal author, as well as uh, a member of the Baseline Feed podcast. Jason Reese of Jay Bridges Arts, Terry and Janet Hodder. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Mr. Brandon Bowden of Bowden Voice. And last but not least, Neil Skarupa. Thanks for all the support, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. And hopefully you got some enjoyment out of this. You got some laughs. Maybe made you think. Got a little heavy there in the middle, as we like to do sometimes. I always have a blast doing things. If you have a question you'd like to hear me answer, regardless of what it is, Hit me up and I will save it for the next edition of Ask Hot or anything or stay tuned to my Discord or my social medias as I will post when I'm collecting questions for another edition of Ask Hot or Anything. With that, I'm going to sign off here today. Thank you so very much for listening and I will catch you next time on The Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys. Before Sarah discovered Chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah Woo-hoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.